Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and today we will be discussing the anticipated lineup for the 2021-2022 season of Cowboy Wrestling. I'm going to start at 157 pounds and work my way around to 149, mostly because there just isn't much controversy at the upper weights. Uh, Ryan Warner asked me last week, describe how I see the lineup shaking out. Uh, Zach Esposito said in a recent interview that it is way too early to tell what the lineup is going to look like and that it's a bit foolish to speculate. But I'm a fan first, and what's better than some good old-fashioned speculating? I'm a total sucker for this stuff. I have a spreadsheet that I've been maintaining for years that projects lineups to the 2029-2030 season, and uh, it kind of reminds me of a joke. Uh, Every year on New Year's Eve, I Look forward to a good show at Times Square, and year after year, they drop the ball. But I don't anticipate that this lineup will drop the ball, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do at NCAAs in Detroit come March. Just to kind of get out ahead of it here, this this is all speculation. Again, I don't have any sources inside the program or information that I'm privy to that uh, anybody else couldn't find. This is just based on following the program, understanding the roster, um, and having a, a decent idea of, of how guys perform, you know, watching their tape from what they were doing this summer, uh, watching uh, matches from last year, uh, looking at matchups, things like that. So it's uh, it's all really just for fun and speculation. If the lineup's completely different, then uh, uh, y'all can all point, at, point and laugh at me and and tell me what an idiot I am. So uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll have some fun with it and, and make sure that we're you know enjoying this and having a good time. So to get straight to it, at 157 pounds, uh, the starter will more than likely be Wyatt Sheets. Uh, he's a returning All-American. He had a great season last year. Um, I know it wasn't necessarily one that he was thrilled with, considering he was a last-minute add to the uh, – NCAA championships, right? Somebody got scratched and he was able to uh, make it into the championship. And it was a uh, kind of a surprise for the team that he was able to be there. But he got there and he went out and wrestled well and and got to All-American status and on a bum knee. So with two years of eligibility left, it's going to be Exciting to see what Wyatt does here in his redshirt season, senior season. He's rated number 16 on flow and wrestle stat, and he's unrated according to Matt Scouts, who uh, rates up to the top 16 that's going to come into the weight. So uh, he kind of, the way that Matt Scouts and Willie Saylor does his rankings is really based on. Um, how he sees people actually placing at NCAAs. So it's a little bit different. So Wyatt came in unranked there. But I um, have to imagine he'll go repeat his performance at 157 pounds and, uh, and be a follow-up All-American season for his uh, um, senior year. And then, of course, he's got that COVID year available to him if he decides to take it. Um, if at any point in the season, Wyatt goes down, he gets hurt, um, anything bad happens. I, I imagine Austin Boone, the transfer from Penn state will be the person that, uh, takes his spot. So Austin's listed on the roster at 149 pounds, but, uh, um, he's a 
bit of a touted recruit there in that class with AJ Ferrari and Trevor Master Giovanni and Dustin Plot. So um, would would like to see Austin Boot on the mat for the Pokes at some point. I'm sure we'll see him at some open tournaments and some scuffles and the scuffle in the fall semester. So excited to see that play play out. You've also got Chance McLean, a redshirt sophomore from Montana, in the lineup are on the roster as well. So um, there are options there if something does happen to Wyatt, but I expect Wyatt to be the starter. At 165 pounds, uh, like I said, not much controversy in the upper weights. 165 pounds, there's one guy on the roster. Uh, So he is um, uh, Travis Whitlake, who's rated number seven by Flo, number five by WrestleStat, and number eight by Matt Scouts. Um, just because he's the only guy on the roster doesn't mean he's the best option or not the best option there. Um, this isn't McKinney North High School in 2006 when uh, my yours truly was the only wrestler at 135 pounds and uh, was on the varsity squad going out there getting pinned every night. So uh, he uh, Travis is a little bit different level than that. So um, you know we talked about it in the last episode really would be nice to see Travis make that jump into being a finalist contender at the NCAA tournament in March this season. Uh, he's going to have a big test right off the bat if uh, Shane Griffith is wrestling at 165 pounds instead of 174 pounds um, and at Stanford. And we're uh, excited to see how that goes and excited to see how he goes does this season because, um, again, Travis... Uh, is a blue chip recruit. You know, I, I think he was one of the top recruits in his class coming out of high school a few years ago. And, um, you know, he, he's a guy that we really want to see go compete for national titles. So, uh, would love to see Travis make that jump this year and wrestle on Saturday night in March at 174 pounds, fully expect the starter at that weight to be Dustin Plot, the sophomore out of Tuttle. Um, Dustin, is a special wrestler. Dakota Gear, uh, in an interview this summer, said that Dustin Plott and AJ Ferrari are a different breed. They show up in the room, and if you step on the mat with them, you better be ready to work. And I believe it when it comes to Dustin Plott, for sure, and AJ Ferrari, for that matter. Um, Dustin, hard-nosed wrestler, extremely tough, the coaches at Oklahoma State have said he's the toughest kid they've ever worked with, um, which is saying something, right? I mean, th- these guys have been around for a long time, and um, there have been some really tough wrestlers that they've all been involved with. So to hear them say that about Dustin Plott's really exciting. Um, he had sh- surgery on his shoulder over the summer, and uh, hopefully he's ready to um, go out and fulfill Willie's prophecy here has him picked as the number three wrestler in the country at 174 pounds. Uh, Flo has him rated at number 21, and WrestleStat has him rated at number 21 as well. Um, that's mostly based on his results as a freshman. So we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll, without that shoulder nagging him, uh, it really should be an exciting season for Dustin Plot. If Plot's not the guy, there are several options at 174 pounds that should be good as well. And speaking of Dakota Gear, uh, he is likely to be the starter at 184 pounds. So Dakota is rated number six on Flow, number eight on WrestleStat, 
and number seven on Matt Scouts. So uh, Dakota gets the job done, right? Um, he's he's a really good wrestler, but he's not flashy by any means. He goes out and he just he has a job to be done. He gets it done, um, and especially in March, as we've seen now in his uh, two NCAA tournaments that he's wrestled for the Pokes, he uh, uh, was fair, frankly underseated. Um, and he, uh, he was underseated, but it wasn't unfair, right? He didn't necessarily earn a higher seed in either of those seasons. In 2019, there's special circumstance with him getting bumped down to 184 pounds from 197 pounds when Preston Weigel got healthy. But, um, he went out and he beat some really, really good wrestlers and got to all American status. And then in 2021, one, he did the same thing. He went out, he wrestled some really good wrestlers, he beat them, and he got to All-American status. So uh, definitely expecting him to do the same thing again this year. At 197 pounds, um, there really should be no question here that at 197 pounds, A.J. Ferrari is going to be the starter for the Pokes uh, coming into this season. Um, A.J. had some nagging injuries after he won that national title. He was pretty beat up. Uh, he fought through some of the injuries to wrestle at Olympic trials. Um, he didn't perform as well as he would have liked there, but and, and he wouldn't use this excuse. But uh, you know, he was wearing a boot. He wasn't in the best shape uh, as far as health was concerned. Um, but he's had the summer to recover. He had some experimental procedure done uh, overseas and. Uh, if he's back to 100%, then he's going to be the guy, and there's no reason not to ex expect him to go repeat as national champion. He wants to be the first five-time national champion. So uh, it seems like AJ's the type that if he puts that goal out there, he's going to go achieve that goal. Um, he's rated number one on all the services, and uh, if he isn't the guy immediately at 197 pounds, if they decide to slow roll him into the lineup and allow him to rest um, and make sure he's 100% before going full speed, I'd imagine that Luke Serber will be the guy at 197 pounds filling in until AJ comes back. And that's not to say that Luke Serber is just a fill-in. I don't believe that at all. Um, he's, a, he's a really solid wrestler as well. Um, but the the weight does belong to AJ Ferrari, and he's the returning national champion. So if Serber is beating him out, then uh, he's extremely special. I think more special than any of us anticipated. So um, that that's my guess on 197 pounds. And then we'll go into heavyweight. And uh, again, um, I know there's a lot of question marks every year over the past couple of years on who's going to be the guy at heavyweight. What are we doing recruiting for heavyweight? The position kind of got left in flux when Greg Kirkfleet decommitted from Oklahoma State and committed to Ohio State and then ended up at Penn State and all whatever that guy's doing. Um, it kind of left our a hole in our room there because we had some money tied up to him and uh, we lost a couple recruits that have ended up being pretty darn good heavyweights elsewhere. Uh, our loss has been Wyoming's big, big gain at uh, heavyweight in the Andrews brothers, but, um, 
it is what it is. Good for Wyoming. Um, but we've got Austin Harris at that weight. And Austin, uh, while he's been a bit undersized, and as we discussed in the last episode, it feels like people kind of sleep on him. He had a he really came on strong at the end of the season last year. He was a much better wrestler in February and March than he was at the beginning of the season. He qualified for NCAAs on his own. He didn't need any special circumstance to get there. And then he wrestled way he wrestled way 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 above any of our expectations to uh, make it to the uh, blood round there in be wrestling on uh, to be wrestling on Friday evening. So um, it was really exciting tournament for Austin. I think he pinned a couple of really solid wrestlers on his way to that uh, loss to Kirk uh, Fleet. And he really just ultimately is going to be the guy there. He's rated number nine on flow, number 13 on WrestleStat, and number 16 on uh, Matt Scouts. So uh, Austin's going to be the guy, and I'm excited to see him wrestle this season. Um, you know, another heavyweight that's fairly recent, should be pretty fresh on our minds, didn't really come on that strong until his senior year either. Uh, and that's Derek White. And he was the NCAA finalist his senior year. So is uh, Austin going to be an NCAA finalist? I would, wouldn't would bet on that uh, because heavyweights are a lot better this year than they were in, in 2019. But at the same time, um, Austin, and, and that's not to take anything away from Derek White. He's, he, I mean, he went out and beat some guys that were really, really good that year. Um, but at the same time, um, Austin could be that guy. I've heard he's walking around at 245, 250 pounds, and uh, he has a good opportunity to um, really go make a splash at heavyweight this season. If at any point Austin's not wrestling, I'd imagine Connor Doucette will be the guy that goes in the lineup there as well. And as I mentioned in the last episode, Connor Doucette's somebody I'm really excited to see develop over the next few years. Now we'll move up into the... <clears throat> Upper weights, so we'll go to 125 pounds. And uh, starting there, I imagine it'll be Trevor Master Giovanni. Trevor's rated number 16 on flow, 16 on wrestle stat, and 16 on mat scouts. Um, Trevor, as we mentioned in the roster episode, Trevor's a, a really solid top wrestler, somebody that is going to be really exciting to watch develop over the next few years. As Seth mentioned, he's on the bigger side for 125 pounds. Um, I think there's all, there's usually a lot of, uh, hand wringing about guys growing and things like that. But as I mentioned last time, if, if he's going to be in the lineup, you know, it's not going to be 133 pounds as we'll mention here in a second. Uh, Trevor's going to have to be at 125 pounds and, um, he's going to have to make that weight for a couple more years. So, uh, you know, he needs, and he needs to perform too. So we'll, uh, watch that play out and, and see how he continues to do. I think he's going to be an All-American caliber wrestler this year, and I, I think uh, we'll also see him go out and really give it a solid go for a Big 12 title. I don't know uh, who else is going to really compete with him for that at that weight. Uh, of course, you've got uh, Taylor Lamont from Utah Valley and a couple other guys, but uh, Trevor is... Uh, really solid. And I think that he's a guy that we could see really perform 
well in his sophomore season after having a year and a half in the program. At 133 pounds, again, you know, big shocker here. Uh, Dayton Fix is likely to be the starter at 133 pounds. Uh, he's rated two across the board on all the services, so uh, they're expecting him to get to the NCAA Finals again, and uh, at this rate, I wouldn't bet against that. Uh, he is uh, uh, proven that he can get there, and he's proven that he can do it. Um, and at this rate, too, he's the number two wrestler at 61 kilograms, which is approximately 133 pounds uh, in the world. So he went out and proved it. He can um, compete at the highest level. He's a world silver, silver medalist in the country at uh, world team trials. He was head and shoulders better than everybody that he wrestled, just period. And I think a lot of that comes from kind of taking a couple months and regrouping after Olympic trials, after a disappointing month there, finishing second in NCAAs and then um, not making the finals of the Olympic team trials, the first domestic tournament that Dayton hasn't made the finals at ever. <laughs> so um, he, uh, he regrouped and he went out and he proved that he belongs in that conversation. And I really think that we are going to see a fresh, excited, uh, passionate wrestler at 133 pounds this year in Dayton Fix. We know he's special. Uh, we know he is uh, as good or better than everybody in the country at that weight class. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him go. I'm excited to see him cut loose uh, and uh, know that he can beat everybody out there by a lot every night. We really need him to dominate. So excited to see Dayton this year. I fully expect him to be a national champion. And then he's got the eligibility left to be a three-time national champion still. So I expect him to go take that. At 141 pounds, so this is where things get really exciting. I have a question in the queue from uh, David Wetchell about 141 and 149 pounds. I think somebody asked me on Twitter, what's going to happen? 141, 149 pounds. Talk, talk, talk through the lineup there. Talk through the recruiting classes, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, it's a huge question mark. Um, we have a big gap at 141 and 149 pounds. And it's, but it's intriguing because it's not really a gap. There are guys in the lineup that have been around a while. There are guys in uh, the room that have been around a while. There are guys that are coming into the room that are really exciting blue chip prospects, right? Uh, you have three true freshmen that would start almost everywhere. <laughs> uh, so it's a really exciting problem to have at those weights. Um, people call it a log jam, but really it's an excellent opportunity for the coaches and for these wrestlers to go prove their medal and prove who they are. Uh, so at 141 pounds, I expect the starter at the beginning of the season and throughout the season to be Dusty Hone. Dusty Hone's a senior, a graduate senior. This is his last year of eligibility. Uh, he's been in the room a long time. He's extremely well-respected, well-liked. He's very mature. 
And I'm not just saying that because he's a super senior. I, I think he's like 24 or 25 years old, right? So he's a leader. He's a guy that's been around. He's a guy who has been a great training partner. And when he's been in the lineup, he's found a way to get things done. He's not the flashiest wrestler. He's not the most offensive wrestler. But his defense and his ability to wait for his opponent to make a mistake are top-notch. So I fully expect Dusty to have a really solid year and to perform at that level where he's going to be competing for an All-American spot as well. Um, He's unrated on Flow and on Matt Scouts. He's number 18 on uh, uh, WrestleStats. So um, that's fair, uh, frankly. He didn't wrestle last season due to injury. And uh, I would anticipate that based on his previous matches, how he's done, how he's won, lost, so on and so forth, that uh, Dusty's going to be a guy that uh, he, he he's not going to carry your team, but he's not going to lose duels, and he's not going to lose tournament points for you either. I think Dusty's going to be the guy at 141 pounds. And part of that is I think Carter Young – who wrestled at 100 or well 61 kilos this summer, so about 133 pounds. I think it'd be good for him to kind of grow into that 141 spot. So some time in the weight room, uh, some time developing his talent without fully focusing on competing is going to be really good for Carter. Uh, he didn't take his senior year off. He he really went out and did it in his senior year. I mean, he came in third at uh, World Team Trials. He uh, went to Northwestern, was training up there. He transferred to Oklahoma State. Like, I think Carter, he's had a really crazy year, and I think that for him and his development, taking a red shirt is probably going to be the best thing for him. And then same with Travis Master Giovanni, Trevor's younger brother. Uh, Travis was the number one recruit at 152 pounds. So to see him at 141 pounds on the roster is, uh, is interesting right? So what, it, what was that 152 pounds? Like he was wrestling up there. He wrestled in who's number, at who's number one. And he weighed in at like, I think the weight class was 160 pounds and he was holding a bucket of chicken and weighed 160 pounds. So, uh, he, uh, is small for 157 pounder, but 141 pounds and 157 pounds are pretty far apart. So is Travis going to, take the red shirt and gain some weight, put on some muscle. I know he's been on campus since January. So he's been in the room, he's been training, he's been doing his thing. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Travis. I think he's an exciting option there as well. If something does happen to Dusty, but that's probably what the depth is going to work out to where it's Dusty number one, Carter number two, and then Travis number three. We'll see them both in, in some open tournaments and stuff. And, uh, see how that pans out for years in the future. But for this year, really expected to be Dusty Hum. And then at 149 pounds, uh, this one is a little bit more interesting. A guy who's been in the room for a while and who we've all speculated and asked about, but Caden Gefeller has been sitting there kind of quietly, where is he going to fit? Who's he going to be? Is he going to make the lineup? Is he going to get out of the doghouse? Because that hasn't necessarily been a secret that uh, Caden Gefeller's a bit 
in the doghouse. Like he, he just doesn't seem to be able to get over a hump to get into the lineup and put his head on and, and compete. And I'm not going to speculate on what it is. I have no idea. Um, but he, uh, he really surprised me at Big 12 last year when he made 141 pounds and he went out and competed. I was really proud of him when that happened. I thought that, you know, look, Dusty Hones hurt. OSU needs to send somebody to the tournament at 141 pounds. Who's it going to be? And uh, Caden went out. He worked his butt off. He got down to 141 pounds from Lord knows what he was sitting at. And he went out and he competed at Big 12s. He was integral to what the team was trying to accomplish there. And I was really proud to see that. He's made some posts on social media that he's trying to he's overcome some things. He's had some adversity. He's had some stuff not go his way. Um, I will be excited to see him on the mat. However, I think ultimately the starter at 149 pounds is going to be Victor Voinovich, the true true freshman from Ohio. Victor had a really good summer competing at Junior Worlds representing Serbia. Uh, he was. A really, really solid attacking wrestler. He's somebody that I think we're going to be seeing a lot of for the next decade or so. Not only competing at Oklahoma State in NCAAs, I think he's got a high ceiling at NCAAs. He's a um, top three, top four guy, more than likely, at his weight in the future. I think getting him in now, getting him into the lineup immediately and giving him a shot to go be a special wrestler in his true freshman season, now that we see guys can do that, um, is going to be really exciting for Victor and for our coaches. And I think he's going to be somebody that we're all going to be talking about for a long time. Uh, Not just because of this, but again, I think he's going to be the uh, rep at the Olympics, at world championships for Serbia moving into the future as well. So really exciting that we're going to have him representing Oklahoma State moving into the future. So that's the lineup. That's what I expect it to be. To recap, we'll just start at the top here at 125 pounds. Red, our sophomore, Trevor Master Giovanni, 133 pounds. Redshirt junior, Dayton Fix, 141 pounds, graduate senior Dusty Hone, 149 pounds, freshman Victor Voinovich, 157 pounds, redshirt senior Wyatt Sheets, 165 pounds, redshirt junior Travis Whitlake, 174 pounds, sophomore Dustin Plott, 184 pounds, graduate senior Dakota Gear. 197 pounds, sophomore, A.J. Ferrari, heavyweight, redshirt senior, Austin Harris. That's what I think the line is going to be, y'all. Let me know what you think. If you have questions, if you have comments, throw them at me on Twitter. You can find me at Lee Cothran, L-E-E-C-O-T-H-R-A-N. You can leave a voice message on Anchor. 
You can uh, find me on Instagram. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Interact with me somewhere. Um, it's a really exciting time for Oklahoma State wrestling. I really think, as we'll discuss in the ne- in the coming episodes, this team has a good chance at not only finishing top two or three at NCAA's, but winning the whole thing. Which makes me sound like a crazy person, but I really think there's an opportunity for it. So with that, I'm going to get to to a couple of questions that I have queued up. But first, I have my first advertisement to read y'all. You know that smell you find in wrestling rooms? That's bacteria. I finally found a product that kills it. My buddy reached out to me about this company, Chango Sport. X-A-N-I-G-O Sport. They have this system that kills bacteria on wrestling mats in less than five minutes a day. You can protect wrestling mats, locker rooms, weight rooms, equipment, even gym bags. To learn more about this groundbreaking technology, call my friend Eric Rose directly at 567-204-1613 and tell him that I sent you. Eric and I worked at the Kansas City Chiefs together. Great dude. I know he'll take good care of you. So um, please let uh, him know if you if you need help finding him. You can always reach out to me directly as well. So with that, we'll get on to questions. Lee, what's going on, man? Kemp here. Hey, just wanted to start out by saying I'm pumped up about the podcast. I know I've told you that. And I'm looking forward to where it goes, but just wanted to reiterate how excited I am for for another source of OSU wrestling news for those of us that follow like a bunch of rabbit dogs. As far as a question goes, let's hear your top five favorite OSU wrestlers or the wrestlers that you think are, uh, you know, have meant the most to the program over the years and why. Uh, like I said, appreciate what you're doing and looking forward to to what's to come down the road. Thanks, man. Kemper, thanks so much for the question, my friend. Uh, and also thanks for the awesome New Mexico uh, uh, seasoning blend that you sent over. Uh, that uh, tastes real good on uh, steaks and roast, whatever I'm throwing on the spoker. So really appreciate that. But uh, to answer your question, I'm sure I could spend a whole episode on this in uh, May or June when we're kind of in the doldrums of the summer. Um, But uh, just to highlight right now, a quick answer, I'm going to go with um, Jordan Oliver, Coleman Scott, Alex Derringer, Johnny Hendricks, and then the fifth one, really, ah, man, I want to say Steve Mako, Chris Pendleton, uh, Zach Esposito, there are so many that we could name. So uh, I'm going to get a couple of y'all on and, and do this in June. But thanks for the idea and thanks for the question and thanks for listening and being such a great supporter. Hi, Lee. David here, longtime listener. I was wondering if you could help me uh, figure out who the who you see as the potential starters going forward with some of our recruits at 141 through 165. Seems to be that's where we're getting a logjam of talent. Thanks a lot. David, thanks for the question. Again, um, also long-time listener, a whole week now. So really appreciate you uh, putting in the time and, and making sure you're listening to uh, every episode on every device in your home. So that's been a great help. Um, but uh, David, I 
kind of covered it in this episode. Um, at 149, I mean, again, I think Victor Vojnovic is going to be the guy, and I think he's going to be the guy for the next four years. Uh, so it's going to be a really exciting times. Um, 141, you know, I think Carter Young is going to lot down that spot at 141 pounds uh, for us here moving forward. And then as far as recruiting goes at 157 and 165, I really think that, um, I mean, shoot, we've got three more years of uh, Travis Whitlake right? And I think he's a guy that uh, is going to be really special for us, of course, at 157 pounds and 165 pounds. I guess you could be looking at Austin Boone, the transfer from Penn State. I'm excited to see what he's got. I'm excited to see him on the mat. Um, He's following in some pretty big footsteps from his hometown, our home state, and uh, he's somebody that we could see develop into a superstar. Um, And then of course, you've got Anthony Ferrari, AJ's younger brother. He's going to be a freshman next season. He's slotting around 152 pounds right now. So will he grow into 165 pounds, 174 pounds? Like, what's that going to look like? You also have Jordan Williams, who's a superstar from uh, Bartlesville, that, or Collinsville, I'm sorry, that uh, um, is a guy that I'm really excited to see get on the mat. So, um, that's, we probably, because of the, the log jam, because of the talent that they're stacking at those positions, I really don't think we're going to see a couple of these recruits until at the earliest 2023, 2024. So that's a good problem to have. Um, it's really a, a, a luxury of riches for Oklahoma state stacking up this talent, not just at the lower weights, but, um, in the middle and upper weights as well. We've really got a lot of depth here. It's something that we'll cover in the next couple of weeks as we talk about recruiting and what's coming in and um, what all does that look like. I know everyone's really excited about these next four or five years of Oklahoma State wrestling. So um, thanks for the question, and uh, we'll discuss that further in the next couple of weeks. have a couple questions from Twitter here that I wanted to get to, both of them from at Jeff Hill 86 or operational excellence over on Twitter. Uh, he asked, will a freshman make the lineup at big 12s? Again, I, I think Victor Voinovich is going to be uh, the guy who goes at uh, 149 pounds. So uh, excited to see that play out and excited to see how that goes for him moving forward, but also wouldn't be shocked to see Caden Gefeller uh, take that spot and, and be the guy at 149 pounds too. And then he also asked, who makes it to the finals, not counting AJ or Dayton? Um, I think I covered this in the last episode, but I really think that um, Dustin Plot and Travis Whitlake have very, very real shots at making the NCAA finals this year. Um, so uh, both need to get a little bit better at a couple of things. Uh, Plot really just needs to stay healthy, and I think we'll see both of them as the starters at 149 pounds. And with that, that is all the questions that I have for this time. Guys, please remember to come on and ask me some questions. Let's make this as interactive as possible, and let's have a good time with it. So this is supposed to be fun. We're fans, so it it should be a great opportunity for us to interact and, and talk in a broader range about our pokes and and what they're going to do over the next few years. It's super exciting times. I can't 
iterate that enough. It is extremely exciting times for Oklahoma State wrestling. So um, let's uh, you know get the engagement going. Share this with your friends uh, on your message boards, uh, wherever you see fit. And we will see y'all next Tuesday when I think we're going to discuss recruiting classes and some of the guys that are a little bit under the radar that we might see coming up and um, some people that might be filling some holes that might show up in our future lineups. So um, ask away, uh, subscribe on uh, Spotify. I fixed a couple of things with the iTunes integration or well, excuse me, Apple podcast integration. Now I guess they dropped iTunes, but um, this has uh, uh, been a real pleasure talking through this with y'all over the last uh, couple weeks. So I'm excited to uh, discuss all of this and to um, yeah, see, see how this continues to go. Uh, really exciting stuff. And uh, thanks so much for your support. And we will talk to you on Tuesday.